It's time for Class Racing Today, the podcast for the NHRA Class Racing fan. All right, we are live. Welcome to Class Racing Today. It's March 16th, 2021, a nice Tuesday morning around 9.30 a.m. Here with my host, Brian, we have a lot to cover today. There were the Baby Gators, Division Two in Gainesville Raceway. We had the Gator Nationals this past weekend, which I was lucky enough to be present for. We had the World Door Slammer Nationals. And on top of all that, we have just tons and tons of things. If you saw my little clip last night, we have disqualifications. We got first-time winner. We have the uh, debut of the new challenger. For Factory Stock Showdown, we have a husband and wife qualifying duo. We have a Never Rest Award that was a pretty amazing story. We got it all. So, my buddy, Brian, how you doing? How's South Dakota? Doing good. How about you? I'm doing okay. I mean, I was doing great this past weekend when I was in Florida, getting a nice sunburn and walking around, talking to people, seeing a bunch of racers. It was just a great time. Did not want to come back home to be honest you're, you're just killing it this weekend I'm, I'm impressed good job today well thank you i had a good time doing it i was learning a lot about filming live i was getting critiqued every step of the way too far away not near a speaker hold the phone sideways don't hold it vertically so maybe one of these days i'll get it working and then i had that awesome uh uh wireless interviewing microphone kit that i just unfortunately could not get to work with my phone that made me really sad because i had a lot of interviews i wanted to uh get with people and have nice sound quality and edit them but hopefully next time hopefully next time yeah your fiance is a saint for hanging out at the racetrack all weekend yeah she is she had a great time just uh just to get away even if that's not her favorite you know hobby she she definitely enjoys herself she's been to the races many many times and uh she she knows you know she has a good time with me she's very supportive we we walked around met a lot of people um the uh stan and sheila holt what a setup they have at the track first of all they drive amazing cars uh two stick shift uh 66 chevy two novas and they own a um a chain of Mexican restaurants called Lupe Tortilla. They got the uh, margarita machines set up right at their pit spot. And it was a uh, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty cool setup. We'll just say that. I mean, I, I, we were having a great time just meeting many different people. Got to hang out with Autumn Green for a while and talk to her family. I got my, we, we got two stick shift syndicate t-shirts, Brian. I forgot to tell you, I got one and my, my woman got one also. So just just Man, a great I'm, time. I'm jealous. I need one of those. Yep. Well, if I have an extra well, you know what? I can't send you one. Mine won't fit you. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm now. a little <laughs> I'm a little past this medium. Winter's been hard on us here. I uh I was doing pretty good, I had a nice diet going. I was getting down there and all of a sudden I got in scale. I'm like, holy crap, two months worth of work is like gone. Yeah. <laughs> We, uh, our weather's been wild. It was cold. I think we were 22 below last Wednesday. I believe it was 70. And then Thursday we got 10 inches of snow and it was freaking cold again. I'm just like, I feel like the groundhog. I just want to crawl back in a hole and go away, but it's coming around. It's going to be 50 degrees. I have a crap load of work to get done in my car. Need to just get refocused and re-energized or something. I don't know what the deal is. You need a trip to Florida. I actually I went down there probably as a medium, did so much walking that I came back as a small. I mean, you just walk for miles and miles. And anybody that's been to Gainesville, you can't find anybody. There's like three different areas. Like who's pitted, you know, in Gainesville? Who's in Georgia? Who's in, uh, I don't know, Louisiana? There's people who are saying, oh, just go down this road and make a left and go another mile. That's where I am. People must have had to fill their fuel cells up like an extra gallon just to get to the to the starting line place is just so big well thanks for taking one for the team and going and hanging out in florida so you could broadcast live i really <laughs> feel sorry for you <laughs> yeah i, I don't know that's the uh i like the coverage i was able to 
watch you a lot and you did a great job. So thanks for going down there. Once, uh, once we really make it big time, we can just have our own plane. We'll pick up, uh, we'll take a couple fans with us and do go to every race. Won't that be fun? Absolutely. Our own plane. Oh, I like that. That we'll share to the number one qualifiers. <laughs> It'll have its own lounge on board. <laughs> the number, the top I qualifier need, lounge, like the top eliminator club is the top qualifier lounge. <laughs> I need to work on my studio here. My, uh, I had a nice lamp set up so I could actually be seen in the camera. Cause it's kind of hard to make these cameras work. And I got to flip it on. When our producer is out of town, you know, Craig I go to flip it on. I realize my spoils us with a he spoils us with a wonderful setup. I realized when I went to flip the light on that the other end of the cord's missing, and apparently a dog got bored and chewed the end off the cord. So that's why I'm in the shadows today. <laughs> well, that's how much we miss Craig. But the show must go on. There was way too much to talk about this week, so we we're gonna, you know, we had to try this out for ourselves and realize again how much, uh, you know, work Craig puts in for us. So let's start off with some results here. First of all, we had the baby Gators where they did class runoffs there. And I want to go down the list again of class winners. So give me about a, a minute here and I'll spit out all the names I can. Ready? Here I go. So an A stick, we had Caleb McFarland with his uh, 01 Firebird. C-Stick, Ken Vaughn in a 96 Corvette. E-Stick, Sheila May Holt, my new friend, 66 Chevy 2. Double-A uh, Stock Automatic, Brenda Grubbs, another new friend of mine, got to meet her this weekend. A Stock Automatic, Larry Hill in the Barracuda. B Stock Automatic, Cody Phillips versus Marion Stevenson. Cody Phillips got the win. Uh, I'm not so sure now. I think they took that away from him, and Marion Stevens got the win in his... 2015 uh, Camaro. Cody Phillips drives an 01 Corvette. But another story on that. We'll get to that in a minute. C Stock Automatic. Steve Foley, another friend of mine, running with the Vita, Vita C Boost logo on the side. I got to taste that for a little energy when, when we were getting tired down there. He hooked us up with some Vita C. I think it's called Vita C Boost, um, but it was pretty good stuff. D-Stock Automatic, Jerry Bennett in the Duster. E-Stock Automatic, Jimmy Hidalgo Jr. in his GTO. 2004 GTO, he's a killer driver, and his car is fast. F-Stock Automatic, Nick Ryder in the Barracuda, the new Barracuda that he just got. G-Stock Automatic, Shane Oaks. Those are a couple Division One guys. Shane Oaks drives an 83 Camaro. H-Stock Automatic, Dempsey Pendarvis in the 10 Challenger. I-Stock Automatic, Jim Marshall in the 77 Nova. Quickest Nova in all the land. Eric Campolito in J-Stock Automatic with his awesome 96 Caprice cop car. K-Stock Automatic. Blake Hickman in an 83 Camaro. Uh, Tim Stickles in M-Stock Automatic. The wagon he just purchased off of Patrick Downing. N-Stock Automatic. Charles Myers in an 81 Murata. Q-Stock Automatic. A dear friend of mine, Michael Eprick in his 94 Caprice baby LT1. Philly cop car is what that used to be. There are actually no... No indoor locks. You can't get out of the car if they lock you in the back because it did used to be a cop car. Factory stock double A, Michael Bell in a 2010 Cobra Jet. Factory stock B, Jeff Strickland in his 2021 Camaro. Factory stock C, Jack Mattias in his 15 Camaro. Factory stock E, Jeff Harrington in his 2014 Cobra Jet. The stick combo went to Gary Summers in his 77 Mustang II. However, don't know if he gets to keep that one because he also... Uh, got DQ'd for um, carburetor issues. The auto combo went to Ellis Booth in a 91 Ford Ranger. And the combo factory stock went to Charlie Downing in his 2014 Mustang. Okay, that was stock. Now here we go down super stock. Need to take a deep breath, take a swig of my water. Brian, how do you feel about all those stockers? Um... There were some good ones. I uh, I don't want to get too deep into the woods. On we'll save that for these next rounds. I want to just watch you lose your breath again, and then <laughs> get that out of the way, and then we can digest what actually happened. Yeah. All right. So we have super stock class winners. We'll start with <clears throat> well, everybody's favorite, almost everybody's favorite class super stock A Hemi. Steve Camella. 
takes it in his 68 dart. Superstock E-Automatic, Jerry Hatch in the 70 Challenger. Superstock G-Automatic, Jimmy Hidalgo again, Jr. in his 99 Firebird. Uh, H-Automatic, jo uh, Joey Warren in his 98 Firebird. I-Automatic, Mike Cotton in the 70 Cuda. Got to hang with them, uh, Mike and Paula, for a while this weekend. Great people. Had a great time with them. Superstock J-Automatic, Wallace Dent. Otherwise known as Pi Dent to all of us in D1. He's got the 98 Firebird, high flying, does big wheelies. Superstock K Automatic Edward Longany in his 74 Duster. Superstock B Modified Larry Trogden in an 08 Cobalt. Uh, GTF Automatic Sterling Simmons takes the class win and then comes back and wins the Gator Nationals. More on him in a little bit. GTG Automatic Irving Johns in his. Uh, 05 Cavalier, Indiana Johns on the side of the car. More on him in a little bit. Austin Alvey in GTH Automatic, 05 Sunfire. GTI Automatic, Johnny Rakes in his 98 Grand Dam, which he also won the Baby Gators. GTK Automatic, Mike Volkman in his 2000 Sebring. What a story he has. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody realizes, but he won the Never Rest Award at the Gator Nationals. A little more on him in a minute. GTM Automatic, Don Shuford in an 87 Camaro. GTN Automatic, Ronnie Dutton in the 95 Achieva. Factory Superstock C, friend of mine, Anthony Bongiovanni in his 2014 Cobra Jet. Factory Superstock E, Gary Summers in his 2014 Cobra Jet. Factory GTC, Jeff Adkinson in a 95 Sunfire. Combo Stick. Ernie Neal in his Superstock I-91 uh, Corvette. Taking the win over Bill Dyer. Man, they both can fly, too. And the auto combo, Kenny Schindler in his 68 Corvette. Superstock D automatic. Combo factory stock went to Mark Nowicki in his 98 Avenger, and he runs factory GTH. Those are all your class winners from Gainesville Raceway, the D2 Baby Gators. All right, now I'm out of breath. So let's go to Cody Phillips. All right. So Cody Phillips, I don't know what you've heard. Everything is a here, you know, he said, she said. So if Cody Phillips is listening to this, I'm just going to, you know, maybe you can come on and correct us. But I was told that his throttle body was illegal after he went uh what 120 something under to beat marion stevenson in class he was uh directed to the barn they started checking the car over there was rumor of a fuel check failure then there was rumor of the throttle body i don't know much else about the throttle body if it was too big or if it was just tampered with maybe uh parts on it just didn't look oem i don't know so disqualified for the throttle body now, the sentence must not have been too harsh because according to NHRA Racer, Cody Phillips was disqualified uh, due to the throttle body. Okay, the following action has been taken against Cody Phillips regarding the use of a throttle body during the Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series event number 22 at Gainesville on March 5th. Phillips was disqualified from the event and will receive zero points from the event, and the event will count towards his quota. So he gets zero points, and it must be used towards his points. That was it. That's where the penalty ended. He has not been fined. He has not been given a suspension. In fact, he was allowed to run Superstock F Automatic at the Gator Nationals. And then another rumor I heard was that he had to turn the throttle body into NHRA, and they confiscated it. Don't know if that's true or false, but just going off of what I heard. I, uh, <clears throat> so I guess multiple things. I like the fact that he let it rip and, you know, yeah, he went 120, had a horsepower hit. So there's a little bit of drama there with some other people that run the same combo, which was very entertaining. I got a, I got a kick out of following that on Facebook, but 
like, yeah, you won class. That's what it's about, right? The purist is want to win class. But he, uh, the fact that you could say, oh, I'm illegal, have him look at it, and then not be any suspension or anything, I find a little... I just, I think he got by a little easier than other people have. And I don't know if there's a lot of consistency in the punishment. That's where I have a problem with it. Like, why would you not do that? Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened. Right. There was no penalty. You were allowed to run the national event a week later. So I can't say that. Yeah. Did the penalty, you know, the punishment fit the crime? I don't know. I wish I could have found him at Gainesville. Like I said, I walked all over that place and could never find who I was looking for. When I was looking for person A, I would you know, find person B that I was looking for the day before, and then I would lose track of trying to find person. I was just – I need a map, and it would be great to have like a, you know, a map of where everybody's pitted and then take it from there. But I, I would have loved to talk to Cody and his mom, Missy, and get the real story because I don't want to spread any false narratives here. I'm just going by what I read on uh, NHRA Racer and what um, I guess what I was told. So, well, you just they, have to go to Atlanta. <clears throat> you you just have to go to Atlanta so we can actually, you know, I think both uh, Cummins will be there and I think Phillips will be there. So that's where the real story is going to happen. We need Bobby live on on site. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I don't know. It's like I said, you know, you're one class, whatever, if you got whatever the reason is, you know, you go fast. I'll I'll give him props. Way to win. That's what it's about for me too. Fortunately, though my combo has been hit so many times. I don't have to worry about going that fast. So it's I'm in a little different predicament. But if you're illegal, you should get a suspension. You shouldn't be able to freaking go racing the next week or whatever. The very next week. Yeah. The very next week. Maybe maybe a mandatory month or two or I, I don't know just uh because then it comes a check it it kind of becomes a chess match right like all right if you want to if you are illegal and you're be like hey check this out is how i kind of heard it went down check out my throttle body it's illegal all right well there should be a punishment you obviously knew your car was not legal well if you're going to take a suspension or you're going to take the horsepower hit it just it's kind of shady how i used to get out of it i mean there's Whatever, I get it, but uh, that's what I don't like. I mean, if you're going to get checked, there's no punishment, why would you not do it again? It's just like a big scapegoat for people. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So let's compare that to the next uh, issue, rules issue, Gary Summers. So Gary Summers was flying at the Baby Gators, and he was disqualified. Now this is according to NHRA Racer again. The following action has been taken against Gary Summers regarding the use of a modified carburetor during the Lucas Oil Dry Racing Series event number 22 at Gainesville on March 5th. Summers was disqualified from the event and will receive zero points from the event, and the event will count towards his quota, so same thing. That happened to Cody Phillips. Additionally, because this was Gary Summers' second offense in less than two years, he was fined $2,500. So he had to pay a fine. Um, but he, he, he didn't run stock at the uh, um, Gator Nationals a week later. He, I believe, only ran super stock. Let me make sure that I'm speaking accurately. I know he wasn't in stock. I want to make sure that he was in super stock, though, before I give out false information here. No. Nope, never mind. He didn't run at all. He stayed out. <clears throat> His buddy Tommy Turner was running stock, though. I saw him. So that's why I'm guessing that's why Gary stuck around, because I saw him riding around on golf carts and hanging out at the Gators, but he wasn't racing anything. So the uh, rumor there, not even a rumor, basically what Gary told me when I spoke to him on his golf cart at one time, his boosters were too shiny. That's coming from the horse's mouth right there. So that means they were tampered with, and that is a no-no in Superstock. 
and stock, apparently, you know, obviously. But he gets a fine and well he gets Cody. a fine. He had um he got DQ'd at Indy in twenty nineteen, I believe, for casting numbers on his uh stalker. But I'm just I'm glad they're looking. I mean I'm glad they're teching. But I just like I said, I feel I would have no problem. You know, they checked his, they caught it, got a fine. I think there should be a race suspension. I thought there used to be, but like I said, I'm new to this, so maybe I'm wrong. Other people would know better than I do. But yeah, I think I think Cody got a slap on the wrist and that kind of pisses me off. I mean, I think I think there should have been something happen there, because why would you not do that again? Oops, I went too fast. I mean, there's a lot of these cars that have certain areas that are gray, and you could point it out. But if you're willing to play the chess match and say, hey, look here, my wheelbase is too short to get the run throw off, there should be a suspension and a fine, I believe. All right. <clears throat> yep. No, I agree. So uh, that is – that's a tough one. Now, I don't know why you'd have to – I mean – Summers is 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 so fast, and I would like to know how much the boosters may be helping him, or why it would be needed, because he's not going to have any kind of heads up runs all too often, and he's fast enough. So it just uh, I don't know, maybe maybe not, you know, not necessary. But who am I to say? You know, I'm I'm bit by this bug too. I want to go as fast as possible. So sometimes you just you just there's, a, there's a lot of things that I think there's a lot of things on our cars that aren't really necessary, but they sure are <laughs> fun to have. <laughs> what like e shift? Um, next topic. Let's get out of that. This one kind of baffled me. The Indiana Johns car, right? And it's cool because well. It says Indiana Jones on the side in that Indiana Jones um, like template or uh, font. So Irving Johns in his uh, Cavalier, round three, he had a heads up against David Latino. And they run, what class are they? GT, G Automatic. Now... Irvin Johns, his combo is that 1990 uh, 350 cubic inch, 245 advertised, 283 rated combo, uh, aftermarket heads. He's going to get hit with 10 horsepower because he went 120-something under to win that. I'm, a, I'm calculating 10 horsepower. We'll get the official word when it comes out. I don't see anything on NHRA Racer yet today, but California doesn't open until 11 o'clock my time, so we'll see what happens there. But he had to run... David Latino. Irvin Johns was 061 on the tree. Latino was 022. They're running off of a 1040 index. Irvin Johns goes 916. So he goes 123 under. David Latino goes 961. So Irvin Johns had almost half a second on David Latino. So I'm not sure why he ran that out. All he had to do was lift a little bit at the end and go four hundredths of a second slower and just trigger a, re a review instead of getting an automatic horsepower hit on Tuesday morning. So why, uh, why take a half a second worth of stripe? I don't know if you were trying to, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't true. We'll say four tenths. We'll say four tenths worth of stripe at least to, uh, I don't know, to get that round three win and, and get your automatic hit. Now, the thing is, with the new front-wheel drive versus rear-wheel drive GT factors, only the front-wheel drive will get hit here. Like I said, I'm calculating in my head three and a quarter percent increase. That's 10 horsepower on this 283-rated combo. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I just didn't see – I don't understand what was going on there and why that was necessary. And then – so he went 916 in that third round, and then fourth round he was back to going 940s. 944 he went against Mike Crutchfield, and he lost to Mike Crutchfield in that fourth round. That is the L98 injected motor. 
I'm learning all the Chevy stuff. <laughs> uh, what say you about that one? Brian Warner says summer should be gone at least a year. He gets caught every other year. Uh, let's see what else. Great seeing you in the lanes. You too, Craig. I, I was I tried to find you uh, later on in the day, but couldn't find you. And Joe Zoom, how do you get horsepower when the car was bogus? So, yep, he didn't get the horsepower like we said. That's Cody Phillips. And I'm guessing uh, Gary Summers isn't getting any either because of the uh, boosters. Whew. All right. What I think else? the the best part about that's going to be uh, from the Facebook scuttle that was between the Phillips and the Cummins that uh, we should sell pay-per-view to the Atlanta pit pits. I think that'll, it could be a little uh, shenanigans going on there. Yeah. Well, I think it would have been a lot more shenanigans if there was a horsepower hit involved. So they got away. I mean, Cummins is probably, you know, he he's probably happier than you know what, because they did not get the, uh, the penalty. Yeah, I uh, I just like I said, it, the only thing that makes me mad is there wasn't really a penalty. That's, you know, there's no no reason not to do it again. Like he didn't lose anything. Yeah. Yes. Good morning. Yes. Yantis is on there telling us. I feel bad. Yantis. I missed that guy. That was a good episode. It's Giannis. Can't say his name wrong anymore. Giannis. Giannis. Um, how about this? Marion Stevenson and Lisa Stevenson, husband and wife duo. Number one qualifiers in stock and super stock at the Gator Nationals. That's a pretty cool uh, accomplishment. And not only that, he, they had five cars there. So he was running stock and super stock. His wife was running super stock his daughter was running a super comp dragster and the cars is that one two three four i'm missing a fifth car i don't remember what the fifth car was but after first round they went a perfect five for five which was pretty amazing also and he even said we we average about two and a half <laughs> wins in first round so that beat our average pretty well <clears throat> and they were really nice people finally got to meet him the corn dog king uh and the corn dog queen so I never knew that, but that's that's what they do. That's their business. They um, have like they work festivals, food trucks, and just I guess sell sell tons of corn dog and probably soda. You know all the all the healthy stuff. Do they have corn dogs in their pits? No, they used to. He would throw a party um, for the pit, like who, all the racers, whoever wants to come, free party, free food, free everything, and. Um, NHRA told him, uh, you know, can't do that. Taken away uh, from the concessions. <laughs> taken away. So I guess there was maybe some liability issues. I don't know what was up, but they put the kibosh on that one. I, uh, I wonder if he's coming to the class race or revival. Maybe he can bring that back. I've heard good things about his corn dogs. Yeah, well... I'll be honest. I've never had a corn dog in my entire life, so I would have to try one. Um, what? Cole Stevenson, the daughter, uh, runs Super Comp and Super Gas, so that was the fifth car. Thank you, Warner and Steve Foley. Who's <laughs> never had a corn dog in their life? <laughs> this East Coaster over here. <laughs> like the most shocking thing I've heard in two weeks is the fact that you've never had a corn dog. I feel like you're so sheltered. Yep. No Did corn you, dogs uh, for me. And no bananas for me. I can't eat one of those either. What about the World Door Slammer Nationals? World Door Slammer Nationals. 10000 to win. It was supposed to be a $500 entry fee. I heard they lowered it to three fifty dollars for the stock super stock combo. And I think only 23 cars showed up for that. Brian Oaks took the win in his blue Camaro, 69 Camaro. I believe super stock C automatic car. Uh, we've raced against him um, in D1. 
couple times. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a super stock seal automatic. Tough scheduling. I mean, I know you're paying 10 grand to win, 350 entry fee. You just you can't put it over the baby gators. And there are too many purists in the sport that want to win the Wally and will go, you know, pay all that money and and spend a weekend at a divisional to win fifteen hundred bucks plus contingency. And uh, it's it's hard to schedule over the baby gators where they had like a hundred and something stalkers and probably ninety something super stalkers. That I find that kind of amazing. You know me though, we don't have like I said as much opportunity here for the NHRA, but what is it, a one in twenty six chance for ten grand? I don't think I'm gonna get ten grand on eBay for my Wally if I ever win one. So I think I that's an easy hit for me. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta remember it's not about the money for a lot of, you know. Some racers have, you know, hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar race car. I don't, I don't. That's that's a terrible investment to go win fifteen hundred dollars. So, you know, it's not it's not always about the money for these racers. I mean, just look at Comp Eliminator. That can't be about the money, and that's a, even that's a huge investment. So you you can't mess with that aspect of NHRA drag racing. People just want the allure, the prestige of the Wally. And, uh, well, for this, for this, way I, am too. I mean, I, I admit, I admit, I, it, it, I, I, I want to win NHRA events. That's just the way I, it's just in my blood. For this uh, poor South Dakota farm boy, baller on a budget race team, I'd take the 10 grand over the Wally any day. But that's, <laughs> I'm not at that point in my life where I can just be like, ah, it's only 10 grand. I'll race for a little shiny trophy. <laughs> And go one twenty under doing it, which will, in the long term, cost me another forty thousand dollars. <laughs> Maybe I'll get there at some point in my life, but I think I, I foresee being a couple of years off from where the money doesn't matter more than a trophy. So, yeah. Well, the doorstep nationals. I, I think like Erica Ender's was there running. Um, it, it was more. It was a big money race for pro stock. I think they were running uh, uh for fifty or a hundred thousand dollars, something big. And um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I didn't follow it too much, but I know uh, Fernando Quadra, two, two, is it two Quadra brothers or family? I think they were in like the final and it was a, uh, it was a big deal for them. Um, they're all part of this, the Kenny Delco uh, artisan coffee uh, race team. They had four pro stockers at the Gator Nationals. So I know it's a big deal for classes other than stock and super stock. So they, they don't I just think it's, I think it's cool they let us in. Like, you know, that's what we keep talking about is we want more opportunity to raise stock and we want more, you know, more options. So I'll hats off for those guys for doing it. I just wish it was more, it was more attended. I mean, that's, in general, we have to go to these stock races, whether it's for a trophy or for cash, we have to go to them or the sport's going to go away. And that's, I give them props for trying. Yep, 75K. Thanks, Craig. It was 75K for Pro Stock to win, which probably buries what they're winning with NHRA right now. Does anybody know if somebody on here, um, does anybody know what the purse is for Pro Stock? I mean, are all the purses still lowered like they were last year? Or are the pros all still running on a reduced purse? Somebody might know that better than I do. And they had 21 Pro Stockers in Gainesville. That's the most I've seen in a long time. I think they had full fields in every category, 18 top field dragsters and i don't know how many funny cars but yeah it was it was a pretty big field pretty big field in factory stock also and nice to see the cobra jets back in action i was excited about that they're not all electric yet oh goodness gracious no not yet thank god that would that would just be weird you're just going to see two moving objects flying down a track and there's no sound and i mean who doesn't love the beautiful music that comes out of these <laughs> stock and super stock i mean just any class you just what are we going to do when it's when it's all electric and we hear nothing and just see things we'll hear things we never heard before like the sound of a burnout what it sounds like what the screech well i think that's uh that just goes to show there's that power sports bill out there and i think uh People need to get on that and just pay attention because this thing could go away pretty quick if the wrong people get their way. The uh, 
the tracks do though, and it's it's hard to demand anything from uh, from these tracks, but they have to make sure their equipment's working. I mean, at Gainesville, I was told there were timing issues at the Baby Gators, and then I saw firsthand timing issues during the national event. And they had to rerun. So they don't mess around at Gainesville. And, uh, I mean, we were getting to the track. Now, mind you, I'm up early, and I want to get right to the track. But, you know, I have a woman with me, and, you know, they take a little longer to, to get ready in the morning. So we're getting to the track at about... 8.05 a.m. and stock's already running. When they say 8 o'clock, you know, stock eliminator, 8 a.m., they mean it. They're calling them up to the lanes at 7.30. So we missed a little bit of stock. I was disappointed. Then uh, Super Comp ran, and then Super Stock was running. All of a sudden, I see stockers pulling back in the lanes, and I'm like, what, what the hell's going on? Well, timing issues. So they had to rerun certain pairs of stock. Then they had to rerun the entire round of Super Comp, from what I was told. I don't really watch Super Comp, so I missed those timing issues. But Stock, uh, they kind of picked and choose while Super Stock or a Super Comp, they ran the whole round. It's it's hard on people. And when I did watch the rerun of Stock, almost every single one of them was a red light. So you don't know what's going through the racer's mind when they have to go up there and rerun, especially if they won the round. And they were all excited, and then they have to go up and run it again. It, it probably messes with your head big time. So it would just, you know, be nice if these tracks just made sure their equipment was like working top notch. It's a lot to ask of of uh, racers to come up and beat on your equipment in extra time because uh, you know your your time didn't work right. I was hearing stories of people going two tenths faster, and they're their uh, 60 foot time was like way better or way worse than anything they'd ever run before. And it was a little bit of a mess. So Craig says the rollout was jacked up at the Gators, right? It was way tight. Should have never happened at a national event. Uh, national event should not have messed up rollout. I thought NHRA sets all that up and checks all that before the event even starts. NHRA they, set, you know, they set their own yeah. rollout. Go ahead, Craig. Maybe they need to get Allison to come in and help them figure out how to set everything up right. That's absolutely. Uh, she was in a weird round. I don't know if she's listening here, but I was uh, watching that round of stock. Can't remember which round that was, two or three. And um, they shut her and her opponent off. Uh, what I thought to fix the dial-ins. Never seen that before. You know, if your dial-ins not right, you don't pre-stage. That's rule number one. Everybody that races knows that or should know that. But they shut them off. And they were messing with dial-ins down there. So I'm like, okay, well, what's going on here? Well, uh, they ran that race, and Allison lost. I can't remember who the opponent was. But, again, I was told the reason they shut them off was the opponent didn't have his safety equipment on, didn't have his required gloves on, um, didn't have so – something was off in his car. So they shut them off so they could give him time to – fix his equipment. And I never heard of that either. Like I thought if you pulled up to the lane or pull up to the line, I mean, did your burnout without your proper safety equipment on, then that's it. You are, your equipment's not on, you're out DQ, back you off the line and the other person gets a buy run. So I never really saw that happen before. Yeah, well, I guess the bright side is at least for racing, right? <clears throat> I want to go back to the fact that you blamed it on a woman for not being there in time. Well, anybody that watched it and saw your beautiful fiance realizes that you should maybe spend a few extra minutes on yourself, Bobby, because you're uh, <laughs> way out of your league. Come <laughs> uh, on, we don't want she her was to just. That. She was getting your stuff ready for you. And that's why she, you guys were late. Yep. I wouldn't be able to. I would have, you know. She she got to touch me up. She got to make this face look presentable. Well, I thought just her, her standing by you made you. Just her standing by you helped you at least. So Adds, adds a couple points. For, <laughs> at least she's yeah. the same height as me. <laughs> 
So what are your thoughts for this weekend? Who do you think is going to win? Well, I'm is sure it's going to be a bunch Bush? of, uh, oof. It's going to be a tough, tough bunch of racers at the um, Southern Sportsman Showdown. I think the Warners are opening up their season there. I, I might put $5 on them. What are the odds? Was there any scuttle on who's going or not going or anything? Did you hear at the racetrack? Is there any gossip? Or- no, it sounds like a lot of – I mean, if I – 90% of the people I spoke with at the track were heading there right from Gainesville. So uh, they're going to they're gonna have a pretty decent turnout, I assume. Well, I'm going to make a prediction because I've heard uh, – I've heard some of our Midwest Classic people are going down there, so – I'm going to say a D5 person is going to win the show. I know the we got the lines coming down there, so I would almost double down and say it could be a line that possibly wins. But I'm going to say a D5 guy is taking it home. I heard there's a pretty good group of people going there, so unless the weather or something changes, I'm going to support my D5. We're going to win. All right, I'm going to support my D1. Should we put a friendly wager on this? See, McLaughlin's got my back. He says Ben Lyon's going to get it done. I'm uh. I'm going to put my money on a line. I don't know, man. We got. We'll do a free, we'll do a free CRT sticker for the person that predicts the winner <laughs> right now, but you have to comment and put it down here and then. Our prizes start out very small. They'll get bigger soon, but maybe a t-shirt. Well, it's, a, it's a pretty good size sticker. I mean, you know, why would you not want that? You're never going to win if you don't have one of these on your car. Giannis is betting on a D2 guy. I'm going D1. Brian's going D5. What? What? So I got the Warners going there. I got – do I have Bertozzi going there? Is he D2 or D1? I don't remember. Uh, I'm assuming he's going, by the way. Who else do we have going there? Oh, Allie. Allie's going there. I'm not counting her out of anything. So we – Oh, come on, John. You got your rest of your life to work. You could have went. <laughs> Warner, if you win, I'll give you the sticker. I'll give you a shirt, too. Oh, I forgot about uh, you have another horsepower increase. The uh, 2009 to 2013 Dodge Challenger with the 345 cubic inch and a factory rating of 300 was increased by 22 horsepower. So that's rated at 322 now. I meant to mention that like 20 minutes ago. So slightly off topic. But back to the uh, Southern Sportsman Showdown. D1. D1 wins. Brian owes me what? We're going to put, you know... Ball around a budget racing team over here. I'm willing to put $10 on it. $10. Man. Big time. I'm backing I, here. I know you got a wedding coming, so. I know. That means I can I don't take $5. I don't want to take all your money. Well, I'm D1. We have the, we're the heavy favorite, so what do I have to do? Lay 100 to win 15 Yeah, with the odds, that's probably what it should be. Yeah. You should probably have to put 100 on it. I mean, we got we got all the talent here. So, the D seven talent who are they just staying home? Are they coming? Are they getting ready for? Like they have Vegas and Pomona coming up soon. We hope. Does anybody know what's going on with Pomona? By the way, are the Winter Nationals happening? I wonder what the weather's going to be like. Hopefully, they get that show off. I think that'll be awesome. That's uh, it's going to be great for the sport. I wish I could get down there, but this is. Not a real opportune time for me to get that far from the house with getting ready to go into spring and everything. But I would, there was a moment that I thought if John's going, I should throw my car in his trailer and we should uh, go represent. But it's just, I can't do it. That my car's in a million pieces. So <laughs> I don't have that much time this week. You better get going, man. After this podcast, you better get out there and get going. Maybe you can make it down to South Georgia in time. Hurry up. You got two days. Yeah. It was, well, uh, yeah, two days. Go for it. <laughs> Get it together. Like the, the the Three Stooges, when they had to put the car back together and they got coal shovels and just threw all the parts under the hood and it started up somehow. Maybe that'll work for you. Well, it is a GM. There's a better chance than there would be if it was a Ford. 
Yeah, that's that's for sure. Uh, I want to mention again, Allie and Doug Dahl. Um, they get the Good Samaritan Award this week. So Steve Zupka, his father Phil Zupka, was towing from Gainesville to uh, South Georgia, and he had a little trouble. The alternator on the coach went bad. So uh, Doug and Allie Dahl took him to an auto parts store, I guess when the motorhome was parked on the side of the road, and got him to an auto parts store so he could get a new alternator and get it all fixed up. So that was great. Way to go, uh, Doug and Allison Dahl. Nice of you to help out a fellow racer, Phil Zupka, who's been around for a long time. Steve Zupka, great family. Um, actually, D1, D1 racers helping out other D1 racers. So way to go. Get an award for the Good Samaritans. So we need T-shirt and sticker for them. We need T-shirt and sticker for the D1 racer that wins the uh, showdown. I need the money from you after a D1 racer wins and I win the bet. What else do we need here? Well, we will, speaking of T-shirts, we are going to have an order here. Watch Facebook. Um, I think that's our plan this week is we'll have a shirt laid out and we'll have take orders for sizes and get all that sorted out since that's been a hugely requested item. So Bobby's going to stay after me and we'll get that all put in process this week. So stay tuned for updates on that. Um, class race revival. I wonder, I know I've talked to a couple of people from California that aren't sure with the weather, but I sure hope that works. I think that's going to be a big show. That's not very far away either. So Everybody better be excited for that one. Yeah, I heard a lot of people saying they were going to that one also. So it, it, you know, both of these events should be a great time. And I wish I was going to both of them. Kevin McDonough, make it at least a hundred bucks. That's what I want to do. But like I said, I have to lay a hundred to win fifteen because we're the heavy favorite. D one. Well, we got Herbie Knoll going too. So that Wolf Pack is going. So, man, it's going to be good. One more thing I got to mention is the uh, Mike Volkman getting the Never Rest Award at the Gator Nationals. All right, so Mike Volkman actually was runner-up at the uh, Baby Gators. His right rear axle tube uh, it was twisted forward, and it was driving the right side four-link bracket forward and down. So it was taking out the preload, and the car was, like, driving to the right, launching to the right. It happened in round one of the Baby Gators. <clears throat> and he just missed the wall because uh, he was in the right lane. And luckily he was in the right lane because if he was in the left lane and he drove to the right, he probably would have hit his opponent. So he got lucky with that one. And uh, his opponent was red. So he, uh, well, I heard the story of that. His opponent was red. And so he, after escaping that round, you know, thankfully his opponent was red. He tied the front end down so he could just, you know, keep racing that day. And he was able to go six rounds and lost by fourth Al in the final. So then Monday after the baby Gators, they found a chassis guy, uh, not too far away in Gainesville in Ocala. And that person was able to make the repairs. And he got, if Mike found out his rear gear was broken in the car. So he had to replace that. He had to make all these repairs and got it done. I guess Wednesday afternoon, was able to run the Gator Nationals, and then unfortunately for him at the Gators, he was lining up for, uh, I can't remember what round it was again. I was watching, and they backed him off the starting line for a leak. So all that work and time and money, and he got backed off the starting line. Unfortunate situation. Silver linings, he gets awarded the Never Rest Award. So I don't know what that actually gets you, but... You know, congratulations, Mike Volkman. I don't know if you get like a trophy or if you get maybe a war, uh, monetary award, gift certificates, not sure. But I, I think you do get your picture taken and maybe an interview in front of the big crowd on Sunday. So that's that there. That's, uh, wanted to get that out there. And that's all I have for today. Brian, you got anything else to add? No, it was, uh, thanks for, like I said, thanks for doing what you did. It was awesome. Um, I know I enjoyed following in and 
watching what's going on and I appreciate everybody for the help. I know uh, Jerry Nash, we're going to have to tap into you because you do some of the best on-site videos. So I'll be reaching out to you to help see if you can help us streamline that process a little bit, but thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Oh, one more thing, Brian, I forgot to mention who won the Gator nationals. So in stock, we had Jimmy Hidalgo jr. The country puppy in his E stock automatic GTO taking the win over Randy Wilkes and the double a stock automatic, uh, firebird Sterling Simmons. Everybody loves Sterling Simmons. Sterling Simmons got his, First national event win in his GTF Automatic uh, 2005 Cavalier over a killer, Tyler Kahili, in the Superstock uh, TB uh, truck, the 2000 S10 that he drives. And then in the factory stock showdown, Aaron Stanfield is dominating in his 20 Camaro over Kevin Skinner in the Cobra Jet. So the Cobra Jet made it to the final. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. Special congratulations to Sterling Simmons, just one of the nicest guys in drag racing and happy to see him get his first win all right there we go so that concludes today's broadcast everybody classracingtoday.com any questions comments concerns if you want to sponsor the show classracingtoday at gmail.com we are on facebook and instagram class racing today youtube class racing today you know you know all the places where to find us all right if you want a t-shirt let us know what size you are and we will get those uh, ordered. Brian, what else are we getting? What else am I forgetting? No, I think you got it. Class Racing Today on YouTube, Class Racing Day on Facebook, Class Racing Day on Instagram. And thanks for listening. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Take care. Anybody heading to South Georgia Motorsports Park, good luck this weekend. Be safe. Have a safe trip. And we need some boots on the ground there. I'm not going to be there. Brian's not going to be there. So please keep the updates coming. Post on our page if you want. Uh, text us. Let us know what's going on. Do live video if you can. We just want to be in the loop. And we hope that you guys have an awesome experience. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a great experience. They're going to have racer appreciation, barbecues, and whatever else they're going to have. I am I, pretty sure Jason Line, Bo Butner, and Dave Conley are going to put on a great, a great event. So, all right. Good luck guys. all the D5 guys. Good luck, all the D1 guys. And good luck, Stephen Giannis. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. And class racing today.